anybody wants to go and try to revive other old chains, here you go. So you get two or three different nodes up online talking to each other, or at least ported to each other on the peer-to-peer -peer network. So there's a peer-to-peer -peer port and there's an RPC port. So how a node connects to other nodes are peer-to-peer. -peer. RPC is you using your CLI or other servers to connect to your own node. So within the peer-to-peer -peer node ports, you open them up on your firewall as well as your router so that you can talk to the other peers. Once that was established and we were able to get two to three different nodes talking to each other, uh, we could then mine. The problem with that right away was is the software actually is not really optimal to mine. If anybody knows, if you hit the, the mining button within the first version of the core, your computer instantly uses all of its cores, goes to 99% and either crashes or it doesn't mine at all. So to mine the Genesis block, you can use a CLI command that has its generate address two, and then you'll put a number like 20, which will be generate 20 blocks. So once that was put in there, it was able to generate a Genesis block. And then from there, mine 20 more blocks along with the other help. And that's basically how it all got started. Once in mind, the Genesis block, it's technically a new ledger and it's ready to go. And once that happened, it was just like an aha moment of holy smokes, we got something here. Adam, what is good? We are finally getting this Hell's Bells spaces <laughs> going. First and foremost, everybody that is here, please make sure that you retweet the spaces. It's pinned to the top. Make sure that everyone can come in and hear about the vintage meme coin that came eight days before dogecoin but we wouldn't be here without the man who is on the live stream with me just for those that know i also live stream this video as well so you can see that on youtube or at the top of your twitter feed adam the one who had sworn off shit coins for years <laughs> and is now the king of shit coins and meme coins Bro, I swore off of it and they brought me back in. No, it's crazy, man. It's it's so um, you know, sometimes, you know, this we talked back in, you know, we've been on the the idea of shitcoin since it blew up on on ordinals with BRC twenties and just this idea. And you and I were talking in June, and and of course you've you've have some crypto history, which is very different than mine. And you're like, bro, this is happening and you need to pay attention to this. And I you know, of course I faded it like a million percent. Um, and, but then uh, this was, you know, Bells was, you know, in my DMs, friend of mine, Hot Sauce, you guys know, and who was, you know, I've talked about uh, in that original Bells post, DM'd me because it was Dogecoin's birthday, right? And he's like, you know, he, he went, somebody, you know, he saw a tweet from Billy, the founder of Dogecoin, from 2013. I don't know how he saw that post. It's probably because people were looking around around the birthday. And it was when Billy actually uh, tweeted at the other dude who was interested in building Dogecoin and was like, hey, man, we should hook up. Here's my other coin. It's called Bells. And when Hot Sauce DM'd me that, I was like, oh, well, I, I at least got to go down this rabbit hole, see what happened to it, right? And we started digging and <laughs> found out that it basically got completely crushed because Doge was such a huge like success. People don't realize how quickly Doge like rocketed ship, rocket ship. Like it really went crazy fast. Like within a week, it went crazy. And, you know, so he totally dropped uh, bells and some people kind of chugged it along. It lasted for like, I'd say about a year and a half. 
and then died. And as we know now, Billy's tweeted about it a couple times, and we knew this just from our research, it, it resurfaced a few times. Like people did try to get it functioning again, but could never really get the traction. And even somebody did like a bell token on Ethereum. Like you can find there's a bell token. A bunch of people have DM me like, what's a, is this the token? You know, it's like an ERC-20 or whatever. Um, so it had some like traction as far as like people knew about it, but it just never got uh, past that hump because it got completely overwhelmed by, by the success of Doge. And um, of course, I, I didn't know if it was even possible to do, but Luke, who's on stage, I, I reached out to him because I know he's involved in like multiple blockchains and mining. And he, you know, no, I, I know very few people on in my circle who have more knowledge than he does. And he was the first person I, I reached out to. And literally like 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, but I think I can get this up again. And I was like, no way. And literally two hours later, he had it running. So that was, that's kind of like, the origin story of how it happened. Um, you know, people are like, how did you scheme this? You guys were scheme. It's like, bro, this happened over the course of like a day. Like, you know what I mean? It was just very organic for me as far as finding something that's very interesting. And certainly during this time when we have this just explosion of meme coins literally on every chain on earth, just a complete explosion. Uh, I just thought it was completely relevant that this is a you know a proof of chain block a proof of proof of work blockchain that actually you know the meme ability that it's proof of work so it's you know for me it's infinitely more legit than you know a BRC20 or an ERC20 or any of that stuff because UI and everybody can spin this up in 8 seconds this is like this is a legit chain that requires compute power to like keep it running it so it's a real it's much more like has more heft to it and so, yeah, when here we are, man, what are yeah, we nine days in or something? Right. So yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's been a, it's definitely been a roller coaster. before I do make the, the rounds to everyone on stage. I do have one more question for you. Actually, you know, we met through historical NFTs and through 2021 reviving all of these ETH NFTs that had been abandoned or maybe just were, were overlooked in the communities left. Then it went to Bitcoin and Namecoin. We've been through all these chains. But the one theme of that that happened in 2021, 2022 was uh, bringing back NFTs, the equivalent yeah. of NFTs. Here, you brought back a fungible token, right? A cryptocurrency. So how has this experience um, differed <laughs> from the previous two years of reviving projects? Literally 180 degrees difference, right? <laughs> when, when I'm bringing back kind of these old NFTs, um, I'm bringing it back to a collector base who understands and values this idea that we are in the, the beginning stages of moving to a crypto digital world, a digital world where digital assets are owned on public blockchains. Like, and, and we, so we all kind of have this vibe of like, we're just kind of collecting the very early movers in that, that space, right? This, <laughs> if you go in the Discord, this for most people, not me, but for most people in that Discord, is simply about number go up. When number go up, when's, when Lambo, when's it happening, right? And so this is completely different. And honestly, you know, I'm a bit out of my league. I don't know how to manage, <laughs> you know, uh, number go up people. I'm, I'm more about from collector mindset and that's typically how I work. Um, but for, so for me, and you know, now what I'm really just focusing on uh, is not necessarily about number go up. It's how can I make sure that this blockchain is life? 
Um, and by life, I mean that there is some sort of balance between miners, holders, collector. You know, there's just this, this, this ecosystem and you have to kind of balance it so that the chain runs. Because the reality is if, if everybody stops paying attention to it today, uh, the number will go to zero and the miners would stop. Um, but if the miners hold everything and don't sell it, you know, or whatever, there are all these like variables that make it where nobody's going to be interested in collecting it if nobody sells and the price is a million dollars, nobody gives, nobody cares. You know, so there's all this, and I, you know, I'm, am I like, can anybody handle that? Is there anybody on earth who's really good at that? I, probably not, you know? So what I'm trying to focus on is how can we make sure that the blockchain survives? Like that, that's my main uh, focus right now. And that's working with, with Luke and we have some amazing devs and we can get into it a little bit later about the help that's been provided from devs from other chains have stepped in to really give us some incredible and valuable, you know, advice on the direction we should take. And so, you know, I'm just trying to help our dev team, you know, connect with those people and, and give some guidance as best I can to make sure that this chain has life. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Big Chief, I'll call on you in a second. I do want to um, talk with Luke here for a second, who is kind of the, one of the technical minds behind the revival of this. Luke, right, we, we've also known each other for a little while, Litecoin Ordinals, so you had a little bit of experience here. Um, you've been in mining and you're all doing all kinds of different stuff. Uh, what's the process of reviving a project like this or getting, thing, getting the nodes back up and running? And uh, just take us through your experience I'm assisting Adam uh, to bring bells back. Hi, thanks you guys. Um, thanks for hosting. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a crazy last week. But um, am I talking? Yeah, I am. Okay, yeah, it's been a crazy good. last week for sure. When I when I saw Adam reach out and just kind of mention that, at first I thought, man, if it's dead, it's dead. There's there's no way we're gonna get this thing back up. But after kind of like reading through the forms and just kind of seeing the history. And then of course the narrative behind it of, yes, this was a previous, like the meme coin of meme coins that is up and running. I was like, okay, let's, uh, let's see what we can do. And I guess the process of getting all these back up online was, wasn't fairly hard. I would, I would feel like anybody could really do it as long as you had some somewhat of basic networking skills. So I don't want to take like all the credit. It just so happened that the timing was right there. Um, it took two or three nodes to get started. And then you have to mine a Genesis block in order for it to start mining again with no nodes. So in order for that to happen, you have to connect. And this is, I mean, if anybody wants to go and try to revive other old chains, here you go. So you get two or three different nodes up online talking to each other, or at least ported to each other on the peer-to-peer -peer network. So there's a peer-to-peer -peer port and there's an RPC port. So how a node connects to other nodes are peer-to-peer. -peer. Um, RPC is you using your CLI or other servers to connect to your own node. So within the peer-to-peer -peer node ports, you open them up on your, on your firewall as well as your router so that you can talk to the other peers. Once that was established and we were able to get two to three different nodes talking to each other, uh, we could then mine. The problem with that right away was is the software actually is not really optimal to mine. If anybody knows, if you hit the hit the mining button within the first version of the core, your computer instantly uses all of its cores, goes to 99% and either crashes or it doesn't mine at all. Um, 
so to mine the Genesis block, you can use a CLI command that has its um, generate address two, and then you'll put a number like 20, which will be generate 20 blocks. So once that was put in there, it was able to generate a Genesis block, and then from there mine 20 more blocks along with the other help. And that's basically how it all got started. Once, once in mind the Genesis block, uh, it's technically a new ledger and it's and it's ready to go. And once that happened, it was just like an aha moment of holy smokes, we got something here. Yeah, uh, I completely. You know, it sounds like a simple process for those who are technically savvy. For people like myself and Adam, Adam, you're on mute, by the way. Um, for those that are not technically savvy, uh, a little more difficult. Uh, I do want to call on, I think it was Big uh, Big Chief Energy had his hand up first and Dogfather right after. Yeah, uh, thanks, you guys. Um, this, is, uh, this is pretty cool. I mean, I love it. Uh, apparently, 15% of the Dogecoin, um, Litecoin um, hash rate has gone towards Bells already. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but... Um, I know that uh, 10% of my hash rate has gone, has, is going towards bells. Um, I have, uh, I use uh, my ASIC rigs to heat my house. I have, um, I've, I've been mining Dogecoin and Litecoin for three years now. And uh, so uh, my question is, is it, is it, uh, so there's like some pools online where I can mine bells, uh, crypto hash, I think, or I can't remember what it is, but exact, exactly what it is some dutch pool but um i would like to point my rigs towards my own node uh like set up my own stratum and and do it that way is that possible can can you point me to like uh some uh technical literature or whatever? before before luke answers that question let me ask you real quick because uh, this is interesting to me how do you decide i mean is it strictly a money matter how do you decide or you're thinking about which one might go up more how from your your perspective as a like a professional miner i would consider you like a professional how do you like decide which one you're gonna uh point your rigs at well they're script mining uh their asics they 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 can only do uh dogecoin litecoin or um like there's some obscure chains but now bells it i mean it seems like it, it's a pretty cool project uh I mean, I, I, I'm into do, uh, doginals and all that stuff. It's, it all fascinates me. It's the whole, uh, the, the, the technical aspect of it that fascinates me. Um, I could care less if the bells is worth a, a, a penny or whatever, but um, I think it's a cool project to just be involved in, like, at, at a technical aspect or from a sure, technical very cool. So, so, Luke, do you have an answer for him as to how he can point it at his own node? Uh, yeah, I got a little answer uh, that might work for them. So if it's on your local network, your local host machines, um, you'll have at least one node that's kind of acting as um, a wallet or a node that talks to the other uh, clients. And you set your config on that node to accept from your network's IP or certain IPs on your network um, using uh, the RPC allow IP command. And then once you have uh, that RPC allow IP in your config, the bells.conf, with your IP of those miners in there, um, you use your username and password on those miners along with that IP to that computer. Yes, correct. And then point it towards the, that IP from that computer. 
Correct. And that, that should uh, get it up and running. Um, if you do have troubles, feel free to reach out to me in the discord, but is there, is there any way I can like, um, is there a command line that I can, uh, uh, run that, um, will tell me if I'm mining or not, or what my hash power is or whatever. Uh, there probably there probably is. Uh, you'll have to message me in in the Discord on that. I don't know how to answer that right off the top of the head. Right on. Uh, can right. you guys share the Discord in the in the nest? Yeah, yeah. One second. I'll I'll post it with the Bell's Coin, um, Twitter here. Awesome, Dogfather. Go ahead, man. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, yeah, huge props, uh, Luke. Really cool work and the whole team. Uh, I think the most important question is probably um, would it have been possible to to get the old ledger running as well to have the old coins restored or was that never an option? Because, I mean, if you start it from scratch, it's basically like a Bell 2.0. Yeah, that's a that was something that I was trying to figure out right away. It was after reading through the forms, I was hoping that somebody randomly had an archive of an old ledger. And um I found pretty quickly that that old ledger would have to be on somebody's computer from 2014 or it doesn't exist. And after seeing a response from Billy saying that, you know, the old the old ledger is in the aether meaning that it is completely lost. I we learned really quickly that it's kind of kind of scary and that's why Adam made a post about it is if all the nodes go offline there is a chance that your ledger and that chain will simply restart and with this being a small version of core from 2013 um that was in fact the the end result of the ledger disappearing um not being backed up there's no backups of it nowadays i i guarantee you that people are backing up um all of theirs and putting it into archives for block and chain height and chain indexes so in this case we did look for it and i did send a few messages to people from 2014 um on the bitcoin talk but uh, unfortunately i got no response and until like a week later but the person said uh, that they actually they're like, I haven't touched it in a while and I have no idea how to how to even go for it. No, don't have it for sure. But it was really funny to see uh, the recent post on um, Bitcoin talk of somebody saying, I guess we should get out our old Bell's wallets now. And that was just posted like last week. So. Uh, Luke, yeah, thanks, Luke, for the answer. Uh, Luke, I want to ask, uh, maybe we'll move a little bit past um, the jumpstart of it and move a little bit more into kind of the tokenomic model and um, how the the three of you in the beginning determined how to mine it, um, how to determine what's a, a fair and decentralized mint kind of in the ethos. Uh, I've here pulled up on the uh, live stream, the original Bitcoin talk uh, post where he goes into the block rewards and it says, uh, for the first, for block one uh, through 100, it's two bells. And then blocks 101 through, looks like 1. Or 129,600, it's the first 90 days. Um, it looks like it's 1% uh, for 10,000 bells and then kind of has this almost like reverse pyramid structure to mining. You know, this kind of puts uh, the founding team at this in this uh, 
you know, this crossroad of like, you want to, you know, mine some of it because you found it and you're awarded, but because of this like reverse kind of mining structure, um, it's tough to, to really know how to, how to determine it. How did you guys, or maybe this is even a better question for Adam yeah. is uh, how did you go about determining, uh, the decentralized and fair mint for, for bells? Cause we know that if it's not fair and free, then it pretty much just ruins the entire momentum. Yeah. And it's a tough call. I mean, there, and I've had people in my DMs saying, why don't you do it this way or that way? Um, the main thing, honestly, for myself, and I, I know for Luke too, because we've talked about it, was that we didn't want to do a, a huge amount of mining. Uh, and we actually restricted the amount of mining we did over that whatever. Pre-mining, you mean, correct? Yeah, pre-mining. Mining, you know, when, when Luke got the chain up, right, and we started basically mining to connect like a network, it was basically three of us you know, connecting our old PCs. Well, my old PC, uh, Luke's, you know, I'm sure he's got like a giant, you know, thing in his garage or something. <laughs> I have like my whole, you know, an old PC. Um, you know, my concern was just, look, I don't want to mine this and everybody, you know, come shit on us that we've, you know, mined for a month and have some gigantic supply. And we talked about it and I was like, you know, I want to be, you know, get this out as quickly as possible because I don't want to, have that burden of continually having to defend myself um, about how much we we mined. And um, so, yeah, so the, the thing for me was just, let's get it out as quickly as possible um, and do it that way. And so, you know, literally that, I can't even remember what day it was on, but we kind of went through that weekend. It kind of worked, um, you know, by kind of, I mean, you would get kicked off all the time. I mean, to be honest, my computer just would shut down all the time because I'm using like a 10 year old computer or whatever. Um, and then, you know, we just, my, my feeling was just, let's get it out there as quickly as possible. So that, you know, the questions about how much we've mined and stuff will be minimized. Cause there I've learned through relaunches that there simply is no perfect. It, it literally doesn't exist. Even if we had mined all the tokens and then I'd done like a free airdrop where I just airdrop to everybody, there would still be unhappy people. Like there's still going to be people who are like, that was wrong or that was stupid. So, you know, I know there's no perfect way. Um, the way I just felt like was the most fair was getting it out there as soon as possible. Uh, the negative effect of that was that it exploded so quickly that the miners, I, I, Luke can correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhere around 12 hours in, the first ASIC miners got on it. And when that happened, basically... Com, you know, just regular computers had no chance or nearly no chance, right? And so, unfortunately, it didn't allow for much kind of free minting uh, other than that first 12 hours. So that was unfortunate. But I mean, honestly, the, you know, I thought it would be okay. I thought people would be interested, but obviously I had no clue that that post would get over a million views. That's like, you know, I've never, for a historical NFT post or a, you know, collector post, gotten i don't know a quarter of that number uh even for the biggest relaunches i've ever done have never had that kind of traction before um this was exponentially bigger than i could have imagined and so obviously that that kind of crushed that you know early adopter ability to mine which was a bit of a bummer but you know i don't what are you gonna do like it's just it is what it is yeah, that original post is sitting at 1 million views, 879 retweets, almost 2,000 likes, and 2.4 thousand bookmarks. That is 
insane. Uh, Luke, uh, from your opinion, you know, the transition from GPU mining, which is basically individuals mining from the computer to ASIC mining, which is generally run by, you know, some, some more advanced users at home using these specialized kind of computation uh, machines, you know, to, to mine, which, or it could be at this scale of, you know, large industrial mining farms who are then, you know, converting their ASICs to, to mine bells. Do you think that was a positive or a negative um, for the community in terms of the um, stability of the network? Because um, we covered, we just covered with Adam kind of the fairness of the, the launch, but the stability of the network, is that a positive or a negative? That's a great question. Uh, there's two ways to think about that, actually. So the first way to think about it is, yeah, it is a net positive when you have ASIC miners get on. And the reason being is there's a lot of different pools out there that already support um, script miners. And since it's script, it's easy for somebody to point uh, their miners to it. Um, the the second or the kind of the way that's on the downside to think about it is the software that it's running is 2013. And in 2013, there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't really ASICs that people were using. So the fairness of people mining with their computers or GPUs was was a lot more reasonable. Um, what also happened with bells right away was the fact that um pools didn't really get up for like the first day maybe we saw the first pool halfway through the day and nobody people nobody really knew about it so in respect to everybody everybody was competing against each other so the first person to get their asic up was probably the one getting most of the blocks that day and that's just kind of how it was. I actually didn't even get my GPU up until like 12 hours in. And by that time it was actually too late. So yeah, it's, there's, there's three different ways, two different ways to look at it. It is a net positive for the community that it is there. Um, but of course, going from 2013 software, our, the network was, was pretty thrashed. Like the difficulty increased dramatically and had some miscalculations uh, based on just the old software. So uh, that stuff that all is being fixed in the next core, along with uh, some other things and how it calculates and displays the network hash rate um, as well. But it's uh, it's a crazy thing. Yeah, that that was also along that line too. That was one of the questions I got into a a conversation with uh, not so fast. Who you guys might know, uh, Trader on X, and he's like, "Well, why didn't you guys fix this, man? This is like garbage 2013 tech. Why didn't you fix it and do like a fair launch that way?" And my response to that is like, bro, I could spin up a whatever a Cosmos blockchain in five minutes. Like if I want a blockchain that I know is going to function, you know, part of the, the coolness of this is that it is, you know, the original tech um, and all the, the badness about it. Right. I mean, and there's a lot uh, wrong with it, which we could talk about and maybe get into a little bit of the challenges that Luke and the amazing devs have faced to try and keep this thing, you know, running. Uh so, but that was the idea is that, no, this is the original tech. I mean, guys, it's 10 years old. Uh, that it's even running is honestly somewhat of a miracle. You know, try to run spin up your Windows Vista right now. See how that works, you know? Yeah, so then once, uh, Adam, we've gone through this a lot with Emblem Fall, right? Uh, once a new protocol is created or something's revived, you have these digital assets and then the need two things. They generally need wallet support somewhere, and then they need somewhere to trade. Uh, it looked like you had the core wallet, right? Which is not ideal for most of 
today's users, modern day crypto users, but if you're advanced, right, it probably brings back some of this nostalgia. Uh, the first, I guess, exchange to market was, I think it was called non-KYC, which I believe is servers are down. Um, <laughs> I'd love to have somebody come up and, and give an update. I, I haven't looked at the Discord since we got on the show. So is there an update, anybody? Can anybody give us an update? Is Are our funds uh, safe? <laughs> But what what was that that price action? It went from zero, and then it went up to what five five dollars. I mean, it, I think it went up to like seven dollars at the beginning, like hyper pump, and then uh, and then came back and hovered around five and stuff. I don't even know what it what it was before they went offline to something probably. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the, one of the things to to think about is you know, and and maybe Big can give us an idea of what it's costing him to mine Bell right now. But I mean, we were hearing estimates of, you know, over a dollar to base a dollar per bell. You know, if you went in and, and rented a, an ASIC for an hour, you got X amount of bell for that hour. And it cost you, you know, so you got a hundred bell and it cost you a hundred dollars. That was kind of the rate from there to a dollar fifty for quite a while. And so, you know, that also is something that obviously separates this from just a standard, you know, meme coin where you know, there is this hash rate that that is paid for uh, by somebody. So, you know, I'm not I have no idea about price and I am not predicting price at all. I have no clue what what's going to happen. This could go to a penny for all I know. Um, but there is I mean, that's why I like it more than a standard, um, you know, meme coin, because there is like this entire proof of work blockchain behind it, which is, makes it makes the dynamics, uh, I think, more interesting. Big Chief, do you so have any I, information? Ah, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I pointed one of my machines last night at uh, this pool. Um, I don't know how fair they are in, dis in distribution, but for 12 hours of one L3 pointed it at it, I got 0. 0.00001484 bell. So, <laughs> oh my god bro at least it's a hey, at least it's heating your house bro <laughs> that's a dollar's worth of electricity that i spent on point zero 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 one four eight four uh wow. so uh i need to figure out a better uh way to do this otherwise. <laughs> bro sorry for your loss holy macaroni bro Holy cow. Oh, that's all good. Um, if I could figure out how to point it at my own stratum, I'm trying to figure it out right now. Uh, it's not working for me. But if I could I'll do that. I'll jump in the Discord, bro, and, and we'll, you know, maybe you can give us some updated numbers when you run that, uh, you know, point, pointing to your own node. That'll be interesting to actually know, you know, what the returns are then. Oh, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to point all my machines towards my own node. I have 10 L3s running. So um, if I had them all 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 10 of them pointed uh to my own node i think i got a pretty good chance of hitting uh, a block at some point in time yep and it's it's a random block reward so it could be it could be what to what well for sure for sure in the discord you can check it out but i know for it's i think it's like luke can correct me but it's like 50 is like the low to like ten thousand is the high so if you won the ten thousand. That would be amazing, right? Um, but I know if you get in the Discord also, people have broken down which blocks are the 10K blocks. So you can actually then just like, you know, maybe hyper-focus or rent additional miners or whatever for those for those big blocks. But I'm sure, you know, again, everybody knows the deal. So it's, uh, you know, going to be hyper-competitive for sure. Yeah, you know, I was... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Chief. 
I'm just ha- I'm just happy. I think I'm in on, on you know on the ground level. It's pretty cool to be on you know at the beginning of something. You know, at the beginning of something. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I agree as well. Uh, you know, I was going to read the the volume on uh, non KYC, but uh, unfortunately, they're down for maintenance right now. Um, at least that was. Oh, uh, you can plan. check on CoinGecko, by the way. Okay, cool. I'll pull that up here. Uh, but going through, you know, the you know the the timeline after everything was created, uh, you had non KYC had popped up and. Um, started allowing for trading. I think it was USDT pair. They also added a Bell's Dogecoin pair, which I thought was pretty cool, just kind of adding to the mimetic nature of it. And then uh, Adam and I and Chris at Emblem Vault, we added Bell's trading on uh, through vaults on OpenSea and on LooksRare that has about 12 ETH of volume right now. So you're seeing maybe 20, 30K, you know, quite nominal compared to the amount of volume that you do on centralized exchanges, but this is, you know, an on-chain kind of way to trade. I think since then we've had, or I've seen a few more centralized exchanges, nothing too uh, crazy yet. Um, but also to after now that the assets are created and assets are being traded, now there's real value and, and, and speculations increasing. I saw posts that came from, I believe it was Luke about um, a potential 51% attack that had happened or was about to happen. Um, I don't know. Was this caused, do you think, because there's now value in the network that somebody's trying to overtake it? Or was um, this kind of uh, instability caused by something else? Yeah. If uh, I mean, good question. It depends how you look at it again. The, the 51% attack can mean a variety of different things. So yeah, the, there was value on the network. And a primary group of of a pool had more than 51% of the hash rate. So meaning they can essentially deny transactions through the network or reorg it so that they win the blocks. So that's what we've seen in that, I guess, 51% attack is to get all that hash rate and then, of course, reorg uh, to get those blocks. And um, the one that we posted about first was more related to uh, DDoSing and downing peers to gain that 51%. Um, that was kind of the first one. And thankfully that they stopped whoever it was. And it, I guess it did fail in perspective. Um, but as of right now, like if you look at the the hash rate on, on the pools, you can clearly see which pool has the most hash rate. So, um, at any time, I guess they can really, uh, in a way they're in control. That's just kind of how that, how that works. So that's the importance of spreading and decentralizing your hash rate out um even if it results in you're not mining the most amount of coins for that day which does suck because a lot of miners are in for the value and um the proposition within being able to use their electric and justify the cost for it um, with these asic miners so i think the result of that is going to be getting just bigger pools and more pools online um as well as potentially the aux script implementation, which means uh, merge mining capability with uh, Litecoin and Dogecoin. We'll see so, how it goes, though. Who knows? So the, the biggest risk when somebody has basically can 51, more, more than 51% control of the network uh, is not that they're going to, they can't, you know, go in your wallet and steal your tokens, but what they can do is they can reorganize blocks and stuff and 
basically win uh, the rewards. They can, they can basically claim all the rewards going forward if they really wanted to. That's the, that's currently the biggest risk. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I would say that's the biggest risk. Okay. In my opinion. I could be wrong. So how does this merge mining work? Uh, there's a few instances of this before. <laughs> Namecoin is merged mined with Bitcoin. Uh, Dogecoin is merged mined with Litecoin. First, what does that specifically mean? And then you mentioned um, you're looking into Bell's merge mining with Litecoin and Dogecoin. Is that can you do? Can you merge with two different blockchains at one time? Yeah, um, I guess it's more so of a choice of what the miner wants to uh, mine. So I don't know off the top of my head because there's a lot of different script coins that are actually merged mined with Dogecoin and Litecoin already. It just so happens that Dogecoin and Litecoin are the two most profitable. So it makes sense that people would mine Dogecoin and Litecoin. Um, the proposition for Bells doing that would be um, hash rate is then more easily distributed amongst other pools and the integration is already there. So you wouldn't really have to do anything other than uh, load up a wallet for them, the, the pools anyway. Um, in terms of how that, how that ends up working, um, is more so along the lines of you're going to use the other networks and share the hash rate, which will actually help prevent 51% attacks in the future. The hard part is, is you have all those other miners now that um, if you look at um, what Doge has gone through, because Dogecoin was the one who did that earlier on in their life um, because they were experiencing a lot of stalling in their blockchain uh, along and again, along the terms of 51% attacks. So that was kind of the route that they took. Um, I could be completely wrong, but that's, to, the, to my knowledge, that is what I've, what I've heard about it. Um, but going, going forward, it does allow the miners that already have all the hash power to have something else to sell. So it could create a, a selling pressure as, okay, I just want to keep my Dogecoin. This is just another coin that I can uh, make money from. So there's there's give and takes to each of it. The the I would say the give and the promising thing is it will kind of decentralize hopefully the hash rate as other pools would come online and make it easier. Um, the downside about that is is it could result in uh, just these big miners coming on and being like, sweet, we got we got another coin, and uh, that's gonna just load our load our banks i mean that's what mining technically is everybody's doing it to make money in mining to be honest with you um, by the way guys breaking news this is honestly a bit of a stunner i don't know if you guys saw this this is this is breaking and it is a stunner non-kyc the exchange is back online like who would have thunk everybody thought it was a rug but it is actually back online right now i mean wow that is a surprise. That's good. Yeah, who who would have thought that uh, a site called non KYC um, could <laughs> have some skepticism <laughs> towards it? But it is good that that it is back online. I mean, there there are a couple guys in the Discord who were just like, "I told you so! I told you so, bro!" You, they're gonna get wrecked right now in the Discord because they were just dunking on everybody, just flat out dunking. So it's gonna be like Jordan in there right now. I mean, I, I wish I was in the Discord right now to see that dunkage because it's gonna be funny right now. Go ahead, Big Chief. Yeah, there's this uh, Peter Pool um, uh, pool uh, mining pool called HyperDonkey.com. 
Um, they merge mine. They merge mine Litecoin and Dogecoin. They the people there they're really responsive. Uh, the guy that runs it is it's based out of in the United States. I can't remember what, what state it is, um, but it, it, you should maybe reach out to them and see if they could add um, add the bells to their mining pool. I imagine if it can't it can't be that difficult. I'm sure he'd be on board. Cool, it's a great idea. Adam, I know you've mentioned that you've been in contact with the Dogecoin devs or the lead lead Dogecoin devs. Um, what are those conversations like? Are they accepting uh, towards Bellcoin or are they or are they territorial? Like some sometimes you see in the space. Well, I'm not gonna give names or anything like that. So this is all just really general. But but Billy w- was really really cool. Uh, Who's Billy? To- clarify that. Sorry, as. Bill- Billy, the founder of of Dogecoin and Bells was really really cool um you know and i you know we were in dms and i I asked him hey you know do you have anybody you can recommend because i want to make sure if possible that we have the you know the best advice for our devs as as possible and and uh and he was really cool he hooked up us up with uh an incredible person uh an incredible developer and he's given just well luke can speak to it a little bit but given really you know deep wisdom advice on what we should focus on to try and you know make bell run smoothly and in the future right and not not die because there are things like like uh luke was saying like freezing i'd never even heard of this blockchain freeze like there are these things like that which i'd never heard of which is basically if you have a bunch of hash power and the difficulties that set at a certain level um Bell's coin only changes that difficulty once every like 200 and something blocks, right? And if you have a bunch of miners drop off in between that time where the the blockchain can address the difficulty, the blockchain just freezes and literally freezes like, and you can never start it again. Like it stops. Um, And those sort of like risks, uh, which we kind of knew about and, but how do you attack those? How do you go about fixing those? We've just gotten some amazing advice. So yeah, we've been very, very fortunate. Uh, it's been generally been my experience in crypto. Um, while there are scammers and bad actors and all this sort of stuff, uh, they're just an overwhelming uh, group of, of cool people who actually really want to help and actually believe in building something uh, great. And uh, that's definitely been my experience here, 100%. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, think is- about it. Billy, who is not into crypto at all, literally hates crypto, wants nothing to do with it was still willing to help. Um, I mean, I think that just speaks to how awesome he's been, even though he doesn't endorse the project, he's got nothing to do with it and wants no part of it. Uh, still an awesome dude who is willing to help, you know, people trying to do something. It was, it was amazing. I saw recently two different things, uh, two, I guess, community initiatives or movements forward. Uh, first, yesterday, as you guys came up with a, a name for the lowest uh, denomination of a bell, correct? Yeah. What is that called? Yeah, so so much like Bitcoin, the smallest is a Satoshi or a Sat, right? Um, we wanted to come up with a name. And so we, we started kicking around names. And uh, one, I think the first one really that came up was this idea of Nook because, you know, bells was based on, when Billy launched it, was based on an Animal Crossing, the Animal Crossing game. Uh, the currency in Animal Crossing is called Bells. Okay, so that's how that's like the birth of Bells. And so Nook, the first guy you meet when you come into Animal Crossing, you buy a house 
and the dude's name is Nook. He's a little raccoon. And so that popped up. I didn't think it was a great name. I thought Billy's was the best name for the smallest amount. I thought Billy's worked. Nobody liked Billy's. Uh, then somebody said Dings, which actually I thought was, man, that's a good name too. Uh, Dings was really cool. But man, we held a couple of uh, votes and no, Nooks for the win by far. Like Nooks crushed. So Nooks it is, man. The smallest unit of Bell is Nooks. Love that community vote. And I saw recently uh, a, a new wallet extension uh, pop up. That's a big move forward in terms of the capabilities because once you get a wallet up, then right, then you could take it to marketplaces and do some other types of things. Uh, have you test, tested the wallet? I tried to download it this morning. I <laughs> cannot figure it out for the life of me how to do this. I'm going to try to figure it out later. As a yeah. no um, is this something that should be trusted or has it been tested? Absolutely not trusted. Not that the developer's bad or there's any sort of malicious code in it, but absolutely do not send anything you are not willing to lose into that wallet because it is a complete, it's like pre-alpha, right? This is like being built on the fly. Uh, so no, it's just for testing. If anybody wants to come in the Discord and test it, 100%, especially developers who can maybe help, uh, help him uh, fix the wallet for sure. Um, but I'm pretty confident, you know, we're going to have, uh, you know, a Chrome native wallet relatively quickly, which is amazing. And we have, there's another team building an iOS and Android wallet as well. They're saying Christmas for their wallet. Uh, so obviously that's huge news, you know, the ability to, you know, trade and interact, you know, in a way that people love to do, which is basically within the browser is such a huge step. I mean, we saw that with ordinals. Like when that finally happened with ordinals, oh, it's life and it's changing, complete change. Like Bitcoiners who are like, you don't need those wallets, use Sparrow. It's like, bro, go F yourself, man. Don't tell me to use Sparrow, bro. I want to use Xverse or Leather or whatever they are, man. And those were huge for the ordinal space. I mean, they just allowed everything to happen because that's the way people work. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, I think, you know, Probably within a week or so, it'll probably re be ready to for retail to use, and eventually it'll get on the, the Chrome Store. I've I've zero questions. So yeah, we're excited, and it's open source. So you know, come in and contribute. That'd be cool. So current one that exists, uh, it's live. You need a little bit of a developer experience to figure it out, but it's hasn't been publicly tested yet. So um, just use your own risks. Not saying that the team is not credible. It's just saying the technology is still very early. So there could be a lot of bugs and issues. Luke, were you gonna say something? Yeah, um, I did happen to test it and it did work perfectly fine uh, for myself. I think that group is uh, Nintendo is what they're calling it. Kind of like Nintendo, but Nintendo. So <laughs> kind of cool because Animal Crossing is uh, played on the Nintendo. Um, but that's uh, that's one of the devs, Quantum, who's also working on the core function and the core wallet for Bells as well. So I just want to say thank you to him, along with like Blue Light and Matt and all the other devs that are working on Bells core, because um, that update will be relatively right around the corner, I would say within a week or so, too. We're doing testing already on Testnet, so it's, it's, it's coming together. Yeah, I hear I hear the core devs are... <clears throat> pretty based uh when we did the emblem collection we had to get in contact with them and <clears throat> excuse me our development team also said that they were um pretty pretty solid and had a very uh, refined expertise into in the uh proof of work space go ahead Klaus. 
Hey guys, thanks for having me today. I see our bell coins box. Is this the same um, coin that's built on proof of work? Yep. Correct. Yeah, it's a proof of work blockchain. Yep. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely look into it because I'm, uh, I'm big into proof of work. Yeah, man. Check, check Adam's pinned post and it'll give you directions. Um, the, that was from the jumpstart about 10 days ago or so. But, and, we're discussing oh. now in this space just all the development. I'll pin it. I'll right. pin it up top for you. Okay, thanks. Um, uh, furthermore, have you guys looked into Chia Listers yet? Looked into what? Yes, uh, we, we have actually. What was it? Chia Lisp. Um, it's yeah. It's related to uh, the blockchain Chia, so XCH. Um, we've, we've talked Chia quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Bro, there. Go ahead. I've, <laughs> I've been I've been off in 2013 and like I think Brahm actually solved the issue with BTC scaling. That's like the power with the coin set model in the Chia list. It's very, very powerful. And yeah, I definitely think you guys should look into the language of that. That's it's amazing. I definitely think it uh can help Bell as well. Because it's derived from a proof of work, but it's now called proof of space and time because they use hard drive to secure the network. And they have about currently a hundred thousand nodes showing worldwide. Right. And from my knowledge, Chialis can be called something else on our own network if it were to be implemented. So for those of you wondering, oh my gosh, we're going to be part of another blockchain, you can, uh, from my knowledge, the code is there and you can change the name to however worked for yourself. But uh, that's yeah. something that we actually have two Chia devs, not necessarily like working on the core, but um, who have been talking and kind of throwing out ideas that I've seen in that chat. So we have come across that. Excellent, excellent, bro. Yeah, so I'm big into proof of work and uh, proof of space and time. Awesome. That's Thanks. the first time I'm hearing of proof of space and time, but it sounds like fun, man. I just love the Chia meme. meme. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, Who doesn't want some ch Chia, you know? Adam, I, I want to ask you about a question I saw, or actually a statement that I saw uh, Billy post in the Discord. And this is kind of now speculating on some of the things that I've seen in the Discord and maybe what some of the people are working on. Uh, Billy mentioned that the original vision was to build digital assets on Bell that could be used in Animal Crossing. Um, yeah. Have you heard any developments in terms of like, I, I've seen Bell scriptions uh, being thrown around. Yeah. I've personally speculated on it have you heard any developments of if somebody wants to do inscriptions on this or something yeah. something completely completely different yeah it is funny that billy had this like you know big vision back in 2013 a lot of people did right and it's interesting to see that kind of growth since then you know over the last decade but certainly in the discord and the different devs there is i i can say with near certainty that Bell scriptions and Bell twenties and whatever you want to call all those things are going to happen. Like, and I, I can't, I don't know it in that I I'm not, you know, fully versed on who's building what or how close they are, or if they've already put in Bell scriptions in, it's completely possible. I do not know that. So I don't have like inf insider information, but I just see the chatter that's happening and know that it's going to happen. Um, you know, it could happen today. It could happen, you know, in a week or, or more. I don't know. But most certainly there are enough people interested that I can say with, with near certainty that 
it's definitely going to happen. And we're trying, obviously, you and I, Jake, and Emblem Vault are trying to prepare for this, right? Because it's the idea of like, look, there are no places to trade it right now. Um, there's this native wallet, which is super clunky from 2013, you know, which people don't feel comfortable or secure with. So it's almost identical to the way Ordinal's launched in that none of the infrastructure is built, right? So at Emblem Vault, and if you guys don't know what we do, but when like Ordinal's launched, almost all trading happened through Emblem Vault on OpenSea uh, because it gave you a secure way to trade trustlessly. You could buy and sell Ordinal's on OpenSea without any problem. So that was great and helped the Ordinal's system grow and ecosystem grow until people could spin up wallets and then marketplaces and all the rest of it. And so obviously we at Emblem are looking to do the exact same thing here because none of the infrastructure is built. So, you know, when those bell scriptions happen or the bell 20s or whatever they are, you know, for people to be able to put them into Emblem vaults, trade them trustlessly on OpenSea, you know, we're obviously want to help make that happen because it makes us money. But beyond that, it helps the ecosystem grow, you know. And so I, obviously I'm interested in that as well. And I think we all are, right? So, uh, yeah, we're trying to prepare, right? I mean, you and I have been talking about it, you know, for days now. How can we best prepare for this and make it happen? And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about it. You know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we're in we're in peak in, uh, <laughs> inscription season, man. There's no doubt about it. This is crazy. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I I would say what day is today? Thursday. I wouldn't be surprised if by Sunday something happens. I mean, just it feels like that. It feels like people are close. Oh man, I was well. We did have Josh on stage, who was the co-founder of Ordinals Wallet. I was going to ask him um, their opinion on it. If you want to come back up and talk about it, uh, feel free. <laughs> if not, uh, we'll speculate on who may be the ones that are going to create bill scriptions and bill twenties. But it will be um, a little interesting. Uh, oh, cool! Josh is back. Josh, so, is it, you guys that don't know, Josh, co-founder Ordinals Wallet. They have support for. Bitcoin ordinals and doginals. I'm just curious if you guys looked into this and um, is there a high degree of difficulty to implement something like that? Uh, yeah, so we've been, you know, I've sort of been in the room for the last few days. Um, Harrison's definitely looking into it. We're sort of evaluating where things are at. It sounds like we can't really get the inscriptions on the bell, bell chain yet, um, but that's going to come with, a, with an update. So things are kind of contingent on that. Um, I think bigger picture, I'm just really like that concept of bells because it's really at the root of it. It's sort of like, I would say the closest thing to 2009 Bitcoin that we've seen in a while. Um, and I really like the lore of like Animal Crossing and the Nook and that sort of like memetics. So it has a really nice thing. And then the, the something that maybe the general public doesn't get to see is that there's people coordinating behind the scenes very quickly on it. Um, I've already been interacting with uh, Luke, uh, of course, Harrison, uh, the co-founder of Ordinal's Wallet. Um, he's he's always very quick to, uh, you know, get involved at the ground level. Um, Jack Lou, um, those are just to name a few. And that's just been in like the last three days. So I've been getting pulled into conversations or interacting with some new and old faces. Uh, so I find that really interesting, like the coordination, you know, the memetics of the coin. And then I really, really like anything that can resemble 
um, sort of the original Bitcoin, um, both in technology and in sort of like uh, context and narrative. And Bell's ha covers all those bases. So as uh, soon as um, I had a conversation with Harry and, and you know, right when, right when I heard about it and, and I said, hey, I, I, think it's, I think it has a really strong um, potential, sort of that zero to 100 potential, because just the, the sort of lore behind all of this, it just attracts me naturally, and I'm really interested in it. So I, I think it's a cool project, um, you know, to see where it ends up. Uh, you know, it's obviously very, like, it, a lot of stuff has to sort of, like, get back online for this to even be, like, operational from a business perspective, but it's fun. Um, it's interesting and we're going through this inscription mania, but this is like a chain that people can mine and there's like mining element where people are starting to turn on those old computers again to get this thing running. And we really haven't, you know, miners have kind of been sort of the hobby miner or like the GPU miner and stuff. They've been hurting for a long time. Um, so this introduces that element. So there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, even if it just turns into a fun little experiment, um, this is like definitely sort of that ground level, you know, checking all of those boxes, it gets a lot of that early 2009 Bitcoin feeling. And I, that's what I like about it the most. Very cool. Very quick, awesome. quick question, uh, just on that, the note about, uh, you know, the update. So you, do you believe your belief is that that update needs to be pushed? So that would be like, whatever the bell core 2.0, you think that needs to be pushed before bell scriptions would be possible? Yeah, um, here, I mean, I just got an update from Harrison just a few moments ago. Um, and it sounds like they're going to have to push an update to the node software. And Harrison, of course, can connect, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's going to launch in a few days, and it'll be the latest fork of Dogecoin. So I think I'm potentially leaking some good strategic alpha here. But um, I think that's the cool part about Bells is that I don't really have a I don't really see the hang up there with that. That's um, and if you know if Harrison wants to come up and talk about sort of the ins and outs of like where it's at technically, that would be a good idea. Uh, but yeah, there's what I see um, just sort of from being in the room with the developments is that there are some things that have to change for us to be able to do the inscriptions on there and really get this thing ripping. Um, and that's when we'll get you know I think what will happen is when we get the inscriptions is that all of a sudden the market's going to start to form around this and it's not going to just be some random exchange, you know? So yeah. stuff like that's going to start popping up. Well, I think as long as we can all agree that the first uh, Bell 20 is Hell's Bells. Yes. Named by Jake himself. Uh, I think we can all agree and go forward as the foundational Bell 20 <laughs> is Hell's Bells. Uh, it's going to be Hell's amazing. <laughs> I'm brand it with ACDC too. Uh, <laughs> Josh, really appreciate the take uh, on that and a little bit of the alpha drop. I know a bunch of people have been been asking uh, about that. Um, and just just to note as well, Harry, who's the the ordinal dev and co-founder, uh, one of the the smartest devs I've seen or intelligent when it comes to uh, proof of work chains and and inscriptions. So um, I take what he says with high degree of credibility. So uh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I just I just think that the memeability and kind of the clunkiness and everything, all the excitement just kind of adds to kind of the narrative and the lore around it. You know, going back, it's just a new type of shiny thing. It's not just a meme coin, it's a whole, you know, potential meme chain or kind of a new experience for so many people to be part of from the very beginning, but it has provenance and kind of history. So it's totally cool to see. And uh, the timing is really good as everyone's kind of figuring out inscriptions and NFT communities. 
and all these things that kind of build a circular economy that can kind of have a wealth effect and kind of give the chain staying power of its own. So I think we're in a pretty unique time in history and it's it's super cool to see. Yeah, one, 100%. I mean, it's really at the <clears throat> crossroads of kind of three different narratives. You have the inscription narrative, if that happens on Billscriptions, meme coins, and then, you know, Adam and I participate in the, the historical NFT kind of NFT archaeology, right? So you're kind of meeting three center points and then you have proof of work. And to me, it seems like an inevitability as long as it doesn't technically implode um, at some point here um, in the near future. Go ahead, D DJ Mines. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So I, I just had a question. I've been listening to y'all. Um, from the founder of Dogecoin, is, is that true? Yeah. Yes. And so how can, how can that be validated? Just so I can tell people, like my audience, because they ask. Uh, you could go to Billy's Twitter, and he's actually tweeted about it. And also you could go in the disc, the Bell's Discord to where Billy went in and had like an hour, hour or two hour long conversation with the community. No, no, just, to, just to be, just... Yeah, hold on, hold on, D. Hold on, DJ. Let me, let me, let me clarify. Yeah, uh, DJ, thanks for coming here too. Um, I can also get you the tweets uh, that you need to look at um, in your DMs at that time too. But uh, oh, cool. yeah, if you look at the, if you go to the Twitter of Bell's Coin, you'll see the Bitcoin Talk uh, page, and you can go there and you can see um, that Billy posted that. Um, in 2013, and that's we're running on that original software right from that form. Uh, Google did take down the uh, the wallet link in Drive after like probably close to 20,000 downloads in the last week, randomly out of nowhere. So uh, the wallet to it is in the Discord right now, um, just so you know. But, but, but DJ, let, let me let me clarify something. Billy did not do this. Billy isn't endorsing this in any way. Um, Billy didn't relaunch the chain in any way. Um, so just to be clear, this is not, and please do not say that Billy relaunched this, this coin or anything like that. I, you know, he doesn't want to be associated with crypto in any way. And I respect that. So, you know, he did originally do this. This was his original code, uh, his original blockchain, and we got it working again, basically. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Yeah, it does. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Sham. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a very wonderful space. But uh, I think I speak for a lot of DJs in the space here. I think there's a lot of people here who are exactly like me. We are not very technically uh, knowledgeable, but we know where um, we can smell volume where, where it is. <laughs> and I think 20, 2023 has been, uh, has been such a wonderful year for ordinals from, from January all the way to now. It's been a, if like 2023 is a year for ordinals, I think 2024 could be a year for doginals. I'm so into this whole doge stuff and um, I'm very excited to see what's happening. It's it's a bit clunky right now. There's a lot of things happening in my wallet. I have no idea what's happening. But I know you got to learn. And uh, that's the whole point of DGENs, right? We, we come here, take the risk and, you know, we take we take the hits so that we can get it first. So So let's go, man. Yeah, you know what they say is uh, the more friction, uh, the higher the upside. Um, so you only have a few places to purchase right now, a lot of learning curves. That's why you see in these early stages of a protocol either being revived or a new protocol created, it starts with like OTC trading, right? And then you get something like, like emblem or some sort of like, uh, on chain OTC tool. Then you get the centralized exchanges then you get the decentralized exchanges and kind of goes on and on, but that's why it makes the, the OTC trading in the beginning 
with the most high, highly upside, but also tons of people getting rugged, which 100%. I know unfortunately happened a handful of times um, in the Discord early days. You're on mute, Adam. Sorry, man. My my brain is. I've had 85 cups of coffee already, and I apologize for my bad tech skills. Um, I was gonna say because people are like, well, how do I? I don't feel even safe holding it in this wallet because it's, you know, this old 2013 wallet and stuff. And I've said to people, look, you can put it in an envelope vault and hold it, you know, in your ledger or in your multi-sig wallet. Like for for people who are out there and like, Jesus, I just don't even like having it on my computer like this. It seems really exposed. Um, not to shill emblems bag, but look, for 40 bucks or something, you can create a vault and send that vault into your ledger or into your multi-sig. You know, it's just a safe way to to hold it. You know what I mean? And so obviously, you know, we have a vested interest in you doing that. And of course, I want people to use Emblem Vault. Um, but but just be safe out there. There's literally no reason you should get rugged anymore. Uh, I mean, you know, there should be no reason. Uh, so take care, guys. It's more about just creating a, a safe environment. Also, just growing um, the ecosystem. The more opportunities and avenues that individuals have to store their assets or to trade, will only uh, bring in additional ecosystems from other chains, right? That's kind of uh, in the beginning of ordinals, Bitcoin ordinals, as we mentioned, um, all of the volume was happening on Ethereum, right? And so that attracted a lot of the Ethereum crowd who then learned how to trade natively on Bitcoin. And now they're majorly trading natively. Uh, so it's just the process of all trying to work together is kind of is, is kind of like, I guess, our ethos of how we see it at, at EV. Uh, go ahead, Klaus. Hey, I know you guys spoke to, about uh, mining Bell. I just wanted to know which type of hard, hardware you guys are using. You yeah. got to be on an ASIC now, man. There's no way to do it. I mean, you could do it on your PC, uh, but you're probably never going to win any because uh, there's just too many. You're going up against, you know, giants with ASIC miners. So the realistically, if, if an individual wanted to mine now uh, and you don't have an ASIC or ASICs, you can actually go and act. I didn't know this, but you can rent ASICs like by the hour. Uh, and mine that way. Whether or not that's going to be profitable for you, I don't know. It, and that's why, you know, talking to other, other people who are doing it is probably a good idea because the reality is it may be cheaper to simply go and purchase Bell. Um, so just, you know, you got to play around with it and you got to kind of do that math and that calculation for yourself that often, you know, because the big dogs have already entered the space, it, it might be cheaper. You just go, you know, and buy a hundred bucks worth of bell is the cheapest way to actually acquire it. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but when what when was it uh, re reenlisted? Has it been like twenty four hours, forty eight hours? No, man, it's been like uh, nine days or something. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's basic miners were the basic miners got on it within twelve hours of the announcement. If you look up top in the nest up there, you can actually see, you know, my initial post right there. That's the original one. Within 12 hours of that post, there were ASIC miners in China mining uh, Bell. So, obviously, you know, it has to be. You gotta be early, bro. You gotta be early, man. TikTok, TikTok. Luke, for uh, tell tell me a little bit about <clears throat> the mining pools. Um, let's say there are some individuals um, who have some ASICs or they want to, maybe this is their opportunity to finally build that mining farm or, or get more involved. Uh, take us through the process of, of um, setting that up. And then like what, um, 
the or what mining pools are involved? Are there any big players, uh, any notable big mining farms that are participating? Sure thing, sure thing. Um, so obviously we're all into ASICs now. Uh, the big players, you can actually see which pools are online. Um, going to, I think it's uh, mining stat. Uh, let me let me look it up while I'm talking here. Um, but in order to set up your ASIC, you're gonna have you're gonna either be renting it or you're going to be using your own ASIC. And the the pool list that you can find, um, you can go into the Discord and you can go to the commands and type in slash pools, or you can go to miningpoolstats.stream and uh, you can look at the new coins and you'll see Bell there and it will get you a list of all the pools that have submitted um, to their uh, to their service. And F2 pool being the most notable, it's probably one of the biggest Bitcoin mining pools um, as well, um, which is, I believe, a Chinese mining pool. Um, they're they're the ones with all the hash rate right now. So we got MindPixel, which has devs that are actually working with um, the core as well. So I I vouch for them along with DX Pool. Uh, there's Zerg Pool. There's all kinds of other pools um, uh, that are available. Now, in order to set your ASIC up, you're going to want to point it at one of these pools because solo mining is still going to be extremely hard when you're competing with 180 tera hash. Um, which is just or hundred, I guess one hundred and fifty right now on the network. Uh, to point it at a pool, you'll go into your ASIC software. It's kind of like logging into your router. Um, if you if you have your own ASIC, I'm assuming you know how to do this, and you would just go to one of those uh, pools on the list, and you'll connect to their Stratum server with with the port, and you'll post your address that you get for from Bell's core, or if you're risky enough. Uh, any of the testing wallets that have been tested and you'll uh, basically just start it up from there. If you're renting hash rate, which I personally have never done. Um, I, I'm going to try it here shortly just to kind of get a little background knowledge on it. It's going to be roughly the same process as you have to bid for your hash rate or excuse me, bid for um, the amount of time that you get with the hash rate. I think that's how that works. And you'll pick a pool, any pool you want. And you'll put that into the software on NiceHash. NiceHash is where you bid for hash rate. And uh, you can start mining directly from there. And NiceHash might be a little easier set up as they have probably more of a visual than a classic uh, router-looking config that ASICs normally have. Uh, but that's basically how you start. And if you need help, hop in the Discord. There's people that are doing it right now and talking about it. So we can go from there. And and if you compare the hash rate of Bellcoin comparative to the other uh, proof of work chains, where does that sit among the difficulty in hash rate? Yeah, I would say uh, so. Bell's right now is currently one of the most mined um, out of a lot of chains, simply because it's in the Terra hash. But you have to respect that there's a lot of chains that are completely CPU and gpu only so if we compare it just to asics um it's on the lower side right now but it's significant within the script ecosystem it's it's definitely the number third script maybe maybe next to uh um it was at one point getting up to where dogecoin and litecoin were at like a few peaks but that may have been due to a miscalculation with uh how the net the network hash rate is actually calculated within the core 
Um, but it did receive some just extreme amounts of actual, I would say, equivalent hash rate. It at least got to half of what Dogecoin and Litecoin are, are around, which is around, uh, they're around 800 uh, tera hash. So or, uh, Bells at one point did get to around 400 tera hash, like for a short calculation, which is just insane. Wow. Yeah, so some real interest from everybody, whether you're just a retail trader, whether you're somebody who wants to do inscriptions, you're a builder, you're a miner. It seems like everyone wants to get involved in some way because of the convergence of all of these different narratives. So Adam, props to you and Luke and uh, Hot Sauce was the three people who uh, brought it back. I'm sure uh, the last nine days or so has been just absolutely crazy. Bro. 18 i mean i you know i'm joking because people are like what what can you do this and i'm like bro i've been literally 18 hours a day you know on this just answering literally just answering messages uh it's been there's i've never i've and we've talked privately about i've never had something like this uh take off like this it's been absolutely bonkers um so obviously there's something there um i know chip was it uh yeah chipper jones uh wanted to get on stage ask some questions man are you there bro oh yeah i am here what's up man well firstly i guess i just wanted to say thank you to uh there was a mod i don't remember which one it was in the discord but uh i had a transaction that just wasn't going through and he helped me through the support you know open up the help tab and then the support and uh open up the command line and it pushed right through so thank you for that if you have any problems like that if you hold bell um, especially in like the native wallet or whatever, there are plenty of people in the discord that know what they're talking about. So just head there. And then I had a question, uh, for Adam and also Adam, thank you, by the way. Um, you're a great guy, but I had a couple of questions. These are kind of tough questions. I want to see if you can answer them. So here, I'll start. Uh, is dev around when sex, when buy back and burn, when NFT, why price go up, why price go down? Why pump, why pump, and lastly, can the dev do something? <laughs> Bro, that's exactly right, man. I, I, it's so it's so funny, and it's impossible. Like, of course, I've dealt, everybody wants price to go up. And of course, no matter what I've been interested in and talked about, whether it's ordinals or, you know, I don't know, Pixel Map or Mooncats or any of these projects, which I talk about and love, you know, it always comes back to price, which I totally get. But this is like next level, isn't it? I mean, it's literally like the price drops 5%, you know, and what are you going to do, Adam? When are you going to fix this? It's like, bro, what are we talking about here, man? This is like, this is this is as much or maybe more of any, this is a like complete community project. Like the devs who are helping are helping because they want, you know, to do be involved with something cool and have something succeed that's pretty cool. Like, uh, I mean, it's... So it, it's it's a funny kind of funny vibe. Um, I honestly, you know, I may screw up and I I might not be, you know, do things ideally because I don't think honestly I don't think anybody on earth could manage a community of whatever nine thousand people in that Discord, everybody with unique uh, sets of wants and needs. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to do the best I can, and the first goal for me there is just keep the dang thing running, man. That's that's first and foremost. Uh, price go up after that, you know, I'll leave that to the, uh, to the meme gods. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll definitely see, uh, if there's anyone else who has any questions, please come up on stage or else we're going to begin to, to wrap this up. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Uh, I know it's been very enlightening, uh, over the last 
10 days or so seeing everything happen. A lot of cool interest. Definitely the best to relaunch. Um, the Discord is a place to go for everything. And stay tuned for all of the different products that are going to come out. It seems like um, there's a lot of interest. So um, without further ado, oh, we got one more question. Uh, go ahead. In your yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Oh, I, I don't really have a question, but I just want to say to say, say you know to say hi to everyone. And yeah, I haven't been on Spaces for a long time, but like rediscovering this and kind of like getting the whole Bitcoin Core experience, like mining on my CPU. I actually was able to set up the node and like mine like one single block before all the GPUs. Hey, let's go, baby! So that was pretty cool. And and then we got like a little blast from the past with like the whole so Bitcoin Core has like this it's not a bug, it's like a feature where they sort of trick you into thinking that your wallet is compromised so that you can upgrade, but it's like actually not. And like a part of my brain like remembers this from way back and it's just like, wow, I remember this. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. the whole experience has been like <laughs> so the whole experience has been like just this very experimental blast from the past and like i would say that a lot of people you know who who are sort of playing around with this thing is is, is kind of really getting an old school experience but also um there's so much to work on and there's i'm not actually a core developer i'm just a random dude like setting up random shit on it um but you there's so pool, much to, thank you yeah so i have a pool and and not really anyone minds in it so i'm thinking of making a meme pool i was even thinking of like redoing the front end so you have to scroll through a ton of memes before you can actually find a pool <laughs> <laughs> so just funny stuff um but yeah don't take i would say don't take this coin too seriously at least like if if you want like a whole like roadmap a stable network like it's not going to be stable it's not I, I don't even know if the team has a roadmap or not i'm not in the team so you know it's Trust just me, like there's zero roadmap bro. other than keep her running there's zero roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. every day i wake up i go into the discord and there's like a plot twist <laughs> like every day it's like okay today the exchange goes down like yesterday something else happened it's like ah <laughs> so yeah, it's fun but it's like definitely you know today today a little bit nervous but you know here for the ride <laughs> so Appreciate yeah you, man. that's kind of awesome. that's kind of the vibe <laughs> yeah i just yeah. want to tell you guys I, say hi. I have 20 percent of my uh mining hash power pointing towards dells now so um, i'm on board let's go Incredible. Go ahead, Klaus. Hey, uh, thanks for having me up here today. I just wanted to say, uh, invite you guys. Uh, we have spaces tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on Chia List. Bro, are and you shilling your Chia in here, bro? <laughs> no, 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 Language, the language itself. Wait, wait, do you got to tell me because people have been bombing me with XPET. Is that Chia XPET? No, no, that's okay. not really sure. This is a code. This is a language from Lisp that uh, was created. All right, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure if you're yeah, no, no, no. This is like high tech stuff created by Brown okay. Cohen. You know, <laughs> the current. Yeah, this is that guys. But yeah, because it's based on proof of work. All right, bro. We get it. The time chain and all that stuff, yeah. man. We get it, bro. We love it. All right, we love yeah. it. We love Chia. Cool. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, and be sure uh, give Klaus a follow if you want to go uh, learn about the Chia language. I appreciate everyone who's came on stage, um, everyone who is participating in this revival. 
Uh, make sure you guys follow Adam and Luke if you want to stay up to date on Bellcoin. Uh, if make sure you follow Emblem Vault, Adam, myself, and Chris on stage if you're a big fan of Emblem Vault, and also let you guys know that we host this show Tuesday through Thursday, three days in a row at 11:30 a.m. Eastern Time. We cover everything historical NFTs, Bitcoin ordinals, inscriptions, multi-chain. We cover we cover it all. Pretty much everything outside of the PFP mafia and maybe some of the, you know, the more influencer type things. We focus on collecting and history and uh and value. So without further ado, I'm gonna go up and, and close the stage up. Appreciate everyone who's come on. Uh, make sure you follow everyone on stage and uh we'll see you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.